Welcome to the Sonic Shaman Show, home of the Coffee Connect and Conscious Connections. The show is dedicated to empowering you to perceive, know, be, and express your unique voice in this world without the fear of judgment of others through healing, coaching, and educational services. In each episode, Hank and his guests offer tools, techniques, and inspiration to help you step into your potency. Now, here is your host, Hank Settela. Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Settela, the Sonic Shaman, and I'm here with my dear friend, Deanna, who knows a lot more about astrology than I do, or maybe together we know a lot more than most, <laughs> however you want to look at it. But we really want to talk about the Great Conjunction and what that is going to mean. And if you are getting value out of our videos, we do ask that take a moment, share the video, start a watch party. There's also a link in the description to the YouTube channel. That's the best place. If you do have a question or want to interact, do it on YouTube because we definitely see those sometimes Facebook comments uh, don't roll through to the studio for some reason. So we honor your participation, do it on YouTube so we know we actually see it. And Deanna, before we get started, why don't you just give us a little bit about your background and um, just a little bit about you and what brought you to astrology to you know find it of value in your life and for offering to people? Um, thanks, Hank. Um, it's great to be here. Um, this is my first ever live stream. I Congratulations. Long, thank you. I have uh, I have long been a dabbler in the metaphysical sciences and um, in the past few years have been looking to get more serious about it. Um, I I have decided to specialize in astrology because I feel like it's it comes closest to the thing that I've always been looking for, which is like the great theory of everything. Um, I am currently enrolled in an excellent class through the um, Institute of Astropsychology, which um, teaches the archetypal, um, you know, significance of all the planets and the signs and the houses and um, how they tie into the psyche and how inner and outer events mirror each other. Um, through the world really of astrology, good. yes. Yeah, that's awesome. And now for some people, they're just hearing this uh, great conjunction for the first time. I even know that I have some friends who do a show south of here and they call it the Great Conjunction Expo and it never dawned on me that they were making a reference to these convergence of planets. So before we go into like the planet, this particular conjunction, could you share with us what is a conjunction and what are the, you know, what, what's, what's special about a conjunction, whether it's this big one that we're having or just any other conjunction like the sun and the moon, what's the significance of a conjunction in astrology? Well, a conjunction is when two planets are passing each other in their apparent orb. And um, anytime that two planets come close to each other, they are going to sort of combine and double their impact. And sometimes the planets combine really easily if they have sort of a similar personality and character and energy and influence. Um, sometimes that's a little more uneasy and more of a challenge, um, but there's always a synthesis that can be achieved because there is an optimal way to work with every energy and none of the energies are mutually exclusive. And a lot of the time when it's a more challenging conjunction like Jupiter and Saturn can be, um, it's also got the potential for the greatest transformation. And I believe this is the case with this grand conjunction that we're approaching. Right. And we're going to put up the chart in a moment for the this particular conjunction, because there's a couple of things that show that it is going to be a little bit of an easier time. Uh, but mm -hmm. one of the things my astrology teachers would always say is the 
the planets are like puppeteers pulling you, right? And if you're unconscious, you're just like going with the energy and you're not really showing up. That's where you're just reacting to your life. You're just moving with the energies. But once you become conscious, then you can be aware of the energies and use them either skillfully or unskillfully. So like you say, like um, the energies can be, you know, optimal or whatnot. It's like, if we're really awake and aware of it, we can kind of surf that wave of energy that they're creating to create things for ourselves. But let me go ahead. I'm going to pull up oh, Ernie's Ernie Benz is just coming on. He's also somebody I do astrology talks with occasionally. Thank you for tuning in Ernie. I really appreciate that. And let me bring up the chart here and then you guys can see what's going on. And I know you can't see us, but you should still be able to hear us. This is the chart. And at the top right, or top right, <laughs> at the very top, not top right, uh, those little, the one that looks like a four is Jupiter. The one to the left of that is Saturn. And you can see it both says zero degrees and I believe Aquarius. And why don't you speak a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so Saturn moved into Aquarius um, on the 17th, just a couple of days ago, and then Jupiter followed on the 19th. Um, they've both been in Capricorn. Saturn's been there for about two and a half years. Jupiter's been there for about a year. And, um, you know, Capricorn is a very heavy sign. Um, it, it is a sign with great possibility because it speaks to our potential for hard work and ambition and excellence and manifestation. Um, the big problem with that is that it can lead to a lot of perfectionism and fear of failure. And so ultimately it can be kind of a stifling, paralyzing influence. Um, people with Capricorn strong are often unwilling to do something if they cannot do it perfectly. Um, they don't want to risk making fools of themselves. And so there's a lot of kind of sitting stiffly on the sidelines of life. Um, when a part of them wants to go out there and play, but you know, they, they just won't let themselves. Um, Aquarius, on the other hand, is a very detached, abrupt, erratic kind of sign. Um, it's, it's not above making off the cuff decisions, even if um, you know, the individual might not feel fully prepared or um, you know, doesn't have the right uh, you know, status symbols available. Um, <laughs> no, well, I guess I, I, it's funny because Anna didn't want to do the stream and then off the cuff, she changed her mind. So she is the embodiment of the effect of these energies. <laughs> that is exactly why I chose to show up today because, you know, I, for a long time, I've been studying this subject matter and other subject matter. Um, and, uh, you know, have been reluctant to go public with it because I was like, well, I'm not a master. I can't speak masterfully. I can't do all the things. I don't know how I'm going to deal with all the situations that might arise. Um, but in the past couple of days, it's just been like, yeah, okay, I'll show up. Um, and I feel like that is a very optimistic sign for everyone. Um, but especially for those who have Saturn and or Capricorn heavy in their charts. Um, if you have felt stifled, if you felt like weighed down and like, you know, driven beyond your capacity in Capricorn, you may find that you have a much lighter time all of a sudden. You might feel much more inspired, in touch with your intuition, willing to take a risk and do something kind of erratic, not really worry about how other people receive you. Um, 
And for someone like me, this is really big, you know, because I have uh, I have Sun, Mercury, and Venus in Capricorn, so I, I tend to take myself really seriously. And it's when I can approach life in a more playful, detached, spontaneous way, um, like with that Aquarius energy, that I can bring that Saturn energy um, paradoxically into you know a greater flowering because it's not just like so rigidly bound up on itself. You brought up a good point. I just want to mention to everyone, something we can't do in the scope of a stream like this, but if you, you can run a chart and run another chart on top of that, and you can see how like the transiting planets for this conjunction would be affecting your natal chart. And that gives you a lot of insight to personally how it's going to deal, like you're going to be uh, receiving the energy in a lot of ways, because this is just the collective consciousness we're looking at now. But for each of us, it could be more personalized based on how it's aspecting different parts of our own chart. For example, if it's aspecting and uh, being conjunct with your sun sign, you might have a lot more potency than somebody who has an opposition and they might have a little bit more difficulty with the energies. Just to give a, a little play of how it could be a little bit more personalized, we're speaking more generally in this uh, on this particular stream. Exactly. And um, people uh, with Saturn in their air signs are going to find this especially liberating um, because Aquarius is an air sign like Gemini and uh, Libra. Um, actually, people with any air in their chart are probably going to feel a lot more free to be themselves all of a sudden. Um, and Jupiter moving into Aquarius is an extremely liberating energy that can cause... Um, See, Jupiter is the planet of expansion and hope and faith and buoyancy and optimism and all the good things. Um, and so Jupiter and Saturn together can really, uh, you know, they, they can really sort of clarify what needs to expand and what needs to contract because Saturn is the principle of contraction and endings and limits. Um so you really have this this window of perfection available. Um, and it's it's also it's at a crossroads, you know, it's moving from Capricorn into Aquarius abruptly. So this is very much like this cro this cosmic crossroads where suddenly all kinds of possibilities are available to us. Yeah. Now, a lot of people um are going to have difficulty reconciling the Jupiter want to expand and the Saturn want to kind of uh, buckle down and be perfect. So you may find yourself identifying more with one of these planets. And um, if you tend to be more of a Jupiter energy person, you may just find that your life starts going a hundred miles an hour and you start breaking through walls and everything hmm. um, and, and lots of abrupt changes. Um, if you're more of a Saturn person, again, you could feel a lot more relief and liberation and freedom to experiment, but you can also um, potentially be fighting the energies. You might be the one kind of like standing in front of the charging bull. Um, not really recommended because these are the social planets and they're going to point to a lot of sweeping social changes that are likely to take place um, coming up here shortly. Um, where Very tight with all been, the stuff in the election, right? Yes, exactly. Yep, and yep. Uh, with everything uh, so tightly bound for the last year um, with the whole coronavirus pandemic, um, this, this could represent a time um, where people are more able to 
relax and expand. Um, the vaccines are starting to come. Life might return back to normal. People might find that their energies um, have more possibilities, more room to expand. Um, and we're also going to be more social under this because Aquarius is a sign of socializing on a mass scale. Very good. And I think there's something too, like when you look at the chart here to the right of the aspect that we're talking about where that four is, that's Jupiter. If you go to the right, you see that uh, there's another planet with a little circle above it. That's Pluto, if I'm remembering my sun signs. And Pluto mm -hmm. for me was always representative of the plunger. So here we have Pluto going forward ahead of this conjunction during a place where we have to be an isolation, where you have to sit with just you, yourself, and your soul, and Pluto is churning up and plunging up all this deep, dark heaviness that we've been living with as a person and as a species and as a community. And all that, when these other planets come in, it's already cleared the way for all this stuff to be easily pushed out. It might not feel comfortable, <laughs> but it's going to be a time where, you know, this is going to be kind of like a big tidal wave just washing everything out potentially if you're an allowance of just letting go of all that. Definitely. And uh, Pluto is very much the principle of death and transformation. Um, death more in the sense of like rebirth. Um, so it's almost like it stayed behind in Capricorn for a while longer to kind of like clean up the debris, you know, and break up the rest of the heaviness that Saturn and Jupiter have gotten done dealing with. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, Jupiter and Saturn are forging ahead, um, making the brave new world possible. And Pluto's kind of dragging the last resistors, kicking and screaming. <laughs> dragging, but they're coming, whether they want to or not. <laughs> yep. Very cool. Now there's, let's see, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up with this. I have to find my picture again. I just lost it. Here we go. The other thing that I thought was noteworthy um, looking at it is in one house over, you have the sun and Mercury conjunct. And I'm wondering if this, how we communicate what uh, what's like, instead of keeping things internal, this is a, a, a thing where you have Mercury and the sun together conjunct that you're going to have a lot more potency with being able to voice your unique voice in this world. So in a way we're clearing out all this heaviness and we're stepping to a time where Mercury is being a loop, like really um, working with the sun to help us bring out our unique voice in this world is kind of how I interpret it. Any thoughts on that one? Um, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, so because these are all at zero or one degrees, they're all in relation. Um, the sun and Mercury are in semi-sextile to Jupiter and Saturn, um, which is a subtle energy, but it's kind of a, a pushing, a pulling um, the, Again, this highlights the contrast between Capricorn and Aquarius because um, whereas Aquarius is very expansive and erratic and Jupiter and Saturn are the more social planets that involve sweeping social changes, um, the Sun and Mercury are comparatively fast moving. They're personal planets. Um, and so you may find that as the sun and Mercury move into Capricorn, you are called to examine yourself. Um, that there, this might be a time of reckoning for you. Um, Mercury and sun together tend to produce unusually clear, sharp thinking and decision-making. And again, it seems to be on the cusps of signs that things can change um, kind of drastically. So you might come to some real uh, 
realizations, you know, and um, suddenly realize your own particular place in the sweeping social changes that are about to take place. You might get some kind of keen insights. Um, for me, uh, this time of year always feels like kind of a reckoning. Um, it's close to my solar return. And so there's always this question that comes up of what are you doing with your life? What'd you do with your year? Um, but um, to an extent, I feel like that's going to affect everybody with sun moving into Capricorn, um, whether or not they also have sun in Capricorn, just because it's, it's kind of a harsh time. You know, the phrase winter is coming. Well, now winter is here. And what have you got to show for it? <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about the solstice here in a moment. The final aspect that is really relevant, I feel, to how all these energies are going to play out is that same Sun and Mercury is squaring Chiron. And Chiron is an asteroid. It represents the wounded warrior. And how I interpret that is in order to express this unique voice, there might be this resistance, this need to really move through wherever you've been most wounded in this lifetime or lifetimes and, and being able to uh, express that or be able to speak that into the world too. And your mess can be your message. That is a, a little mantra that I've recently adopted is you want to embrace it and celebrate those things that might be your woundings because those are the things that might be the greatest medicine for your fellow human to change. So that's exactly. my little take on, on the little wounded, wounded warrior. <laughs> yeah, that is right. Wounded healer, not wounded warrior. They're both, yeah. And that's even on a cusp too. That's four degrees Aries. So all these all these aspects are all on cusps, and that's just even significant in and of itself. Exactly. And um, so the square, because Chiron is square, uh, the Sun and Mercury is going to be more of a challenging aspect. And Chiron is in the sign of Aries, which is all about like really showing up as an individual and saying, uh, you know, damn the torpedoes and full speed ahead. Um, <laughs> Chiron um, represents our unconscious pain and suffering. So there can be this fear of showing up fully and claiming our space in the world. Um, but anytime there's that fear, there's also that challenge. You know, um, we get to look at um, with unusual starkness, whatever Chiron is transiting. And so if we do have that fear of showing up fully in the world, especially with it square the sun and Mercury, um, it's really gonna be kind of itching at us, you know, to, to look at those unhealed places where we're not fully claiming our humanity. And again, this points to the potential for sudden self-realizations and, um, you know, Chiron is gonna require a little bit more work, um, whereas Jupiter and Saturn can kind of sweep us along, Chiron is going to actually demand that we address our own unique wounding before we can fully show up. So it will take some inner work, but it's worth it and it's going to be beautiful. Um, it's going to hurt for a little bit, but with Chiron and Aries, at least it'll be quick, fast, and uh, won't mind the pain because yeah. Aries is the warrior planet or the, right. the warrior sign. And the other thing, just a generality in astrology, the top hemisphere is things that show up in your in your conscious world, in your the world that you see. The lower hemisphere is typically internal things. So though these things are maybe deep within, they are going to be playing out in our reality. So if you see something that's really annoying you, the question to ask them would be like, 
when have I felt like this before? What wound does this resonate with? And you can use the things that are aggravating you in your day-to-day -day life to kind of be a flashlight to find those Chiron energies a little bit easier with where your wounds are. Exactly. Everything is easier to identify and deal with in the light of day. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot easier than trying to stumble around and bumping them with our knees in the dark. Now, with this conjunction, it's also happening very auspiciously on the winter solstice. And the winter solstice always for me is the time, like if you ever think of a farmer, over the winter time, the boulders get heaved up. So the winter and the solstice is the time where those deep boulders, uh, the things that are most heavy, the deeper woundings are getting heaved to the surface. All again, with Chiron being above in the upper hemisphere, things where we're going to be able to really notice it. Uh, but for you, like what, what, do you, what other things would you say the solstice might play into in terms of significance to what's going on with this great conjunction? Well, um, as I mentioned, the solstice is a bit of a reckoning because it represents, um, it, it's the sun moving into Capricorn. And I feel like we, uh, we, we celebrate the solstice, uh, you know, with all the winter holidays, Christmas and Yule and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all of that, um, partly because we're afraid of the energy of the winter and the, the heaviness that it can bring. Um, you know, and once the glow of the holidays finally wears off, we're kind of stuck with this realization that, wow, it's actually winter and I really need to be serious. And, you know, I can't run around outside half naked and play the way that I did in the summer. Um, so it's, it's, it's a time of deep, serious introspection. And, um, you know, we, we, it, it behooves us to turn inward and to be really honest about what's going on with us. Um, even though there are these uh, social changes taking place, um, the solstice is definitely a time of personal reflection. Um, even though it's the holidays, we are also called to examine ourselves and sort of get right with God um, in whatever capacity that means to us. Right. Now, the real question is, all this astrology information is all great when you are talking about it theoretically. Now the question becomes, like, with these planetary energies, how do people ride this wave? What is the best way for someone to consciously take advantage of what's going on with the planets to really make 2021 and the years beyond just be exponentially amazing because they were able to catch that ride and surf it all the way to the next great opportunity. That's an excellent question. Um, as you mentioned earlier, um, this is going to affect every individual differently because um, everyone's going to have different transits um, in relation to it. So if you haven't already done so, um, I would recommend running your natal chart. Um, all you need is your birthday, location, and preferably time of birth um, for greater accuracy. Um, there are many excellent programs available for that. And then you can see how these specific opportunities are going to show up for you. Um, but in general, with the, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, um, enjoy the feeling of expansiveness in your life and don't be afraid of change, um, especially technological change, humanitarian change. Um, we might find that these uh, social causes that have been coming up a lot, especially in the last year or two, are really going to um, accelerate um, and that people are going to be extra adamant about them, extra unabashed, because um, Jupiter is also the planet of 
belief and faith and uh, hope, you know, so people may be more in, and Saturn being the planet of like commitment and stability um, in one way or another, people are going to find themselves called to throw their weight behind social causes and to join with each other while also looking at themselves and um, asking themselves, am I really doing my personal best? So, um, you know, look at what's going on around you while also being really crystal clear about what's going on with you. Um, the Aquarius energies will allow us to do this in a more impersonal manner. Um, we can detach more from our emotions and cling more to our ideals and listen to our intuition. Um, our intuition is probably going to be a lot stronger in the next year or two. Um, we may find that we suddenly get some kind of calling. Um, definitely respect that calling. You know, that doesn't mean necessarily jump at every impulse, but take your intuition seriously at this time um, because you may be called to join something that's much greater than yourself. Absolutely. And what I would recommend for everybody is if you can tomorrow, spend as much time not distracted, like show up for every moment because as you're we're approaching this uh, time at 1.20 p.m., which is where the big aspect is, like all the energies are shifting and everything. And if you can really just be you yourself and your soul, if you can be in a more mindful place and all that, all that is going to help identify these original wounds, move them move through them quickly. And when you mentioned in person, like you can deal with things impersonally, it reminds me of if you've moved and you've not unpacked everything and 10 years later, you still have this one box you never opened up. You don't necessarily have to open that box. You can just throw it away. So like, I think yeah. it's a great energy where you don't have to relive your story. You don't have to relive the drama and the trauma. You can be aware of the energy and say that no longer serves me and just allow it to go. It, it can be that easy. We don't have to make it hard. Exactly. Um, you know, Aquarius is one of the transpersonal signs and um, it really can mean like letting go of our individual clinging to our suffering and more being like, what's the big picture of my life? You know, and uh, it's not worth getting tied down in this heaviness from my past. I want to know what happens in the future. I want to create the future. Absolutely. I did put up uh, Dana's Facebook. If you go to Dragon Lady Shaman, that is her Facebook uh, page. And I love that page. I'm surprised I didn't know it was that sooner. It's like a, such a cool thing. Dragon Lady Shaman, if you want to connect with uh, Deanna after the broadcast today. And one thing I wanted to mention for everybody who is free kind of tomorrow, at 1 to 1.30, I'm going to be doing a uh, a bit of a ceremony where it's going to be a cleansing and empowerment and an integration that I'm going to do it by a live stream. The thing is I'm not going to stream it publicly. Uh, it's free, but you have to register. And what I ask is if you're going to, if you're going to decide to do this, it's going to be tomorrow from one to one thirty. you can go to the Sonic Shaman Facebook page. I have an event and you can sign up and I'll stream it that way. But I ask that if you sign up and you're going to be there and I'll probably do it via zoom that you stay for the whole 30 minutes. And that's why I'm not just going to stream it like we're streaming today. Cause you have people coming, people going, if it calls to you and you choose to show up, then please honor the time and show up for the whole time. So we're going to do it a little bit differently than how I do the live streams. Now, after the fact, I will post it. So you can see it afterwards. But while it's live, if you want to be participating, then it, you're going to have to register. And my Facebook is the Sonic Shaman. I think my my Facebook thing's pretty cool too, like yours. <laughs> well, except I can't find it. The Sonic Shaman. If you guys have any questions, because uh, that's about all we have for you in terms of 
practical astrology know-how and whatnot, and, and maybe how to work with it a little bit. But if you have any questions about what we talked about, we'll do our best to answer any questions. Or if this has helped you, uh, we, you know, your contribution to saying, yeah, thanks, this really made a lot of sense, whatever it is. Or if we're crazy, you can say that. We won't take offense. We learned very early <laughs> in our spiritual career not to take things personally, right? So but any feedback, any contribution is um, appreciated. And I can't find my link. So, but mine is, uh, oh, here we go. Nope. It's the Sonic Shaman. Just search for Sonic Shaman, you'll find me. If you're watching the stream, you know where to get find me anyhow. So you can find it there, though. But any questions, comments, concerns, anything else? Let's see. Well, Ernie, he's posted this earlier, but he said both of you are doing great. And that it takes some time to build up an understanding of a strategy and have the confidence to speak out. And I, I would say, too, you did wonderfully, Deanna. I really appreciate you coming on and offering your contribution to this. And also Deanna's um, had the same shamanic training as I have. So it's also neat to look at astrology through the eyes of that. Cause we were talking before uh, when we were looking at the uh, solar fire interpretation that with the two planets conjunct in those houses, it's really the combination of what shamanism we would call Yachai, which is like the mental and the wisdom and Munai, which is a combination of love and will. And so it's like the, these different rays of energy that are ruled by the planets that are combining as well. So there's a lot of layers to astrology and what it all what it all means. Uh, Bonnie was saying, thanks for the great info. You're very welcome, Bonnie. And Mike was saying, you're both cool. Linda Thank Marie you, says, Thank you, Mike. Really, Thank you, really awesome. Very cool. Uh, now, Amber does have a question for you specifically. Do you do natal chart readings? Sorry, I missed a bunch of this if you said it already. Oh, thank you for asking, Amber. Um, I am not currently a professional astrologer. I am a student of astrology. Uh, having said that, I am happy to uh, take a stab at interpreting your natal chart. Um, I would do so on a donation basis instead of um, accepting a flat fee, because like I said, I'm still learning. Um, but um, yeah, I would love to try. Yeah. And one fun thing that we did when I was uh, taking astrology classes, they would uh, give us a, a chart for a, uh, a celebrity and you would have to interpret the chart. And then because it was a celebrity that was really in the public, like one of the charts was Oprah, uh, one of them, some of the presidents and things, but it was really cool because you got to get like this instant validation because you had no clue who it was. But once you did, everything you said made sense. And that's a really cool way to practice astrology for anyone on your own. Like just have someone else run the chart. And so you don't know whose it is and then do your interpretation. Then you can you know, uncover the name and go, oh, my gosh, look how right I am. Because it really is. It, it really builds confidence when you have those little um, those little kind of wins and celebrations with accuracy. Cool. Well, thank you, everyone. I'll give it just 30 more seconds. Any final questions? Mike is saying a Nike, a Nike, a Nike, which in Quechua is thank you, thank you, thank you. Except he only said it once, but we always say it in threes because one's for the lower, <laughs> one for the middle, one for the upper world, right? Cool. All right. But thank you, everyone. I'll go ahead and we'll end here. Thank you so much for showing up again. Check out Dragon Lady Shaman on Facebook if you want to connect with Deanna. And we will catch you next time. Hopefully, Deanna will be brave and come on again. Thank you very much for having me, Hank. And thank you, everybody, for showing up. Good luck with the great conjunction. Thanks for joining us today for the show. The Sonic Shaman is part of the Emergence of Being Contributor Network. Visit emergenceofbeing.com to learn about all the contributors and learn about our services and upcoming events. Please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. You can contribute to the show by supporting our efforts and sharing our content with those you care about and those who need it most.